coming. Here we go. T for Tango, R for Romeo, L for Lima. Make sure when you're looking out on Facebook, the podcast name has changed. No longer the TRL podcast. We are now Tango, Romeo, Lima. We're flying off on our own here. Our shackles are broken. We don't want to get into too much trouble here. All the things we're talking about each week, we're finding ourselves having to answer too many questions. It's going to be Tango, Romeo and Lima from now on. So make sure you spread the word. Episode five, Benny Matic, my co-host here with Mitchell Winter, by the way, Benny how are you, mate? Very good, thanks, Mitchell. That's good to hear. We've also got a special guest host this week. Benny's going to do the big intro for him. He's one of us, well, a superstar. I won't, I won't kill your lightning here. He's going to really give him the intro here. He's just listening out at the moment. Now, Tango, Romeo, Lima, make sure you spread the word. It's going to be on Facebook, same on Spotify, wherever you find us, Tango, Romeo, Lima. T for Tango, R for Romeo, L for Lima explains itself, I'm pretty sure, for anyone trying to uh, figure that one out. It is TRL. We're talking everything TRL. Nothing's changed. We're just going to go harder, I think, every week now because we've got... uh, Look, yeah, no shackles, I think. uh, We've spread our wings a bit. We've been causing a little bit of controversy with a few of our segments, so we thought we'd rebrand to make it more obvious that it's just two blokes in a room talking shit rather than uh, any affiliation with TOL as a brand. We're in that day and age where it doesn't matter what you say, you're going to upset somebody. Uh, It's not what we're here to do. We're just here having a laugh, so... Um, hopefully no one takes it too seriously and um, yeah so we've we've rebranded and uh, yeah onwards and upwards yeah have a look at that logo too we're gonna have our own merchandise I reckon I can see it on the front of uh, some caps some hats singlets it's gonna be everywhere get behind it tell someone at least tell at least one person this week about it all right now this is gonna be the last episode I know everyone loves it there TRL Love Island we're gonna be looking at it came from power couples and then we started talking goss we talked about who's doesn't who we're gonna make this the last episode this is one of the topics we're getting ourselves in trouble for cat chat (laughs) our favorite topic here now uh, I've actually been hit up by a mystery man, Benny. I found Roddy. Yeah. Roddy from the UK. Uh, it was actually, well, it was through my brother firstly, and then uh, he was adding me on Facebook there. I didn't get a message from him directly, but I heard from a secondhand source. He's very happy with what we've been doing over the last few weeks. I can report, again, secondhand, that uh, well, Kat and Roddy are official. So send, send us flowers, send us something here. You've got to thank us here. We've made it official. If you guys were probably dancing around the pot here, but uh, Roddy was really happy with himself, I heard, and he wants a shout out on the podcast. So there you go, Cat and Rod, official. Did he, did he thank us? Do we do any part in that? I think he's very chuffed. He plays, uh, apparently plays down my brother's side in Brisbane there, and he was absolutely chuffed with himself. So all I hear again, secondhand, haven't heard it from the horse's mouth, but uh, I hear these two are happily in love. <laughs> They've, uh, they've finished Love Island together. They've gone off happy. So uh, that's going to be the end of Cat Chat for us. So the, the first and last people on the show. Yeah, we've done it. We'll close it off there. We did get a few messages here. Benny, you did. Uh, these are probably the last couple we'll mention here. I don't know. We probably won't talk about Love Island anymore unless it's really, really juicy and there's some good goss there. But uh, who'd you get a message from this week? Mate, I had three people text me in. Um, apparently Pascal and Clayton. Don't know them from a bar or so, but mate, three people confirmed it, so it has to be true. This, we'll leave that with you there. Good is work, Tango Pascal. Romeo Lima. Uh, thanks, Benny. It's Obviously all things touched by Benny Lee with the touch of some there. other stuff. And uh, look, Benny, with ready to kick things off. Introduce it's our ben special guest here. He's and sitting next to you in the podcast studio. It's game on. And probably our biggest celebrity we've had on the show so far. He's our second special guest we've ever had. Uh, he's a long-term mate of mine. Uh, he's a two-time national grand finalist at TRL Oz Champs, 
He's also an international NRL referee, and so we'll be getting him to chat a little bit about uh, some refereeing stuff in a second. Uh, no further ado, Tyson Brough, say hello to the people. Yeah, g'day. Thanks for having me, lads. Good to be here on the uh, Tango Thingy podcast that you got going on now. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Tango? He's right yeah. This bloke must be Lima. Yeah. Have got in there? Yeah. yeah, no, good to be here. Good stuff. So, um, mate, we've got, we've got a, a bit of ref chat for you. We'll, we'll go around a few rules uh, in a bit. Mm. But, uh, mate, while we've got you here, you're obviously the, uh, the expert at refereeing. You're great with the whistle in the middle. We've seen you at the Q Cup finals, at the nines, international games. So, mate, um, maybe, maybe just start off with telling us how you got into refing or why you got into refing. Um, yeah, well, I played footy for 11 years, and when I was around 16, I was pretty little. Hard to believe now, I know. But um, I was, like, one of the shortest in my grade and was struggling with footy with anyone was when everyone was hitting puberty. So sort of went across to refereeing to give that a crack. And when I got to 18, I had to make the decision, so I decided to stick with refereeing and went from there. I, um, I do remember we used to play each other. I was playing for Warwickfield um, <laughs> East and, and you were playing for yeah, Mountain Creek. Mm. Uh, I think we end up beating you in a semi-final oh. of some sort. I remember smashing you. Oh, okay. and I, is that the day that you quit footy because I beat you so hard? No, that was year seven. I went on to win two state titles after that though. But um, yeah, it was uh, a memory that I'll always remember. <laughs> yeah, it's in the back of your head that Benny smashed you. So... <laughs> Um, well, good, good insight there, mate. So um, yeah, we'll, we'll jump into the, the real important questions. So, mate, uh, for all those people trying, uh, you know, aspiring to be referees, uh, mate, what would you say makes a good referee? Um, look, I guess the the, th- the best thing is that having that player rapport. Um, I think you see some referees who are either uh, policemen or teachers in their professional life come across refereeing and sort of bring that mentality that yes sir, no sir, I'm in charge. Um, but if you can have that sort of player rapport and be able to relate to the players and have sort of a bit of empathy with them and understand the game, uh, it definitely helps. Yeah, 100%. When I'm coaching my referees, um, sort of trying to build them up, level them up, uh, that's probably one of the first things I say to them, that if you, if you get along with the players, they're going to respect you a lot more, makes the game a lot more enjoyable, especially at a social level. Um, probably probably gets a bit harder to do when you're reffing the, the sort of more serious stuff up in the, the uh, big-time NRL that you've been doing. <laughs> Um, but no, yeah, so definitely at that social level, that, uh, that building rapport is very important. Uh, mate, anything else? What, what else makes a good ref? Uh, well, especially at that local level and, you know, if we're talking TRL referees and stuff, like having a knowledge of the rules, I think when you get players that sort of play in those national tournaments and stuff like that, coming back to club footy and the referees aren't knowledgeable and understand the rules, I think that's where frustration can sort of build. Um, so having a bait, like a good knowledge of the rules, but also having that leniency when needed, uh, I think is a massive thing because if you're sort of calling the wrong things or not knowing what the rules are, that's when players get frustrated and, and tempers seem to flare. Especially when you've got blokes like uh, our best and fairest man, Ollie Lane, who knows the, the rule book inside and out. And if you, if you get a call wrong, he's going to be jumping all over you, same as, same as the other blokes like Matty Goodenough. And who, who are some of your favourites, Mitchie, on the field? Geez, they'd have to be two of the two of the top there. Justin Duncan. Oh, it's funny how all these guys are referees and they really like to have a go at you. Even if they're wrong, all right. They're just trying to put doubt in your mind there. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that's good. As Bruffy was saying there, I think you just got to back yourself, um, be able to have good player rapport. That does shut them down again. But, Bruffy, the thing I want to ask and something I struggle with on the field, I think it's, it's almost nature's Rubik's Cube, the whistle. How to get a good whistle? Because uh, sometimes I'm blowing it there, and I, I get one out of every ten that sounds okay. Yeah. But uh, 
is it something you've been working on? How'd you build it up? What's what's the secret? Because all NRL referees seem to have just the most crisp whistle. It's almost like they're blowing it in their sleep. Yeah, well, no, that is the secret. Um, before bed every night, I uh... <laughs> no, you I blow don't. your whistle yeah, before yeah, bed. Yeah, no, it's normally someone else. Um, no. Right, someone yeah, else yeah. no, 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 no. What? This podcast is over. No. Um, uh, look, if if there were any uh, rugby league referees that know me listening to this, they would know that I actually have a terrible whistle. Um, it's probably only been the last two years where my whistle's sort of gotten a bit better, but I don't know. You just got to uh, put your fingers over the hole a little bit um, and give it a good blow. Uh, still talking about whistles, um, but yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, this whole new name change is making me nervous, so... <laughs> So, so just to recap there, I, I think we were having a chat before the podcast there. You said uh, you you had a pretty, well, in your opinion, I, I don't want to blow my whistle near near you. Um, mm. We're still talking about whistles. But uh, how did you get from, I guess, saying an average whistle to in the last two years, I think you were saying, mm. we've really, you know, got it to the next level. You're refing, I mean, you know, refing nines, you're refing uh, the national championship games. What is it there? Is there different levels there? Have you just got to blow the, the hell out of it? What do you... What are you doing there? Give us a bit more for the people starting referendum. What's your grip? What do you what do well, you do? Unfortunately, you yeah, unfortunately this is a podcast that so I can't see. So I hold my whistle like this. So if there's a live stream. No, um oh I don't know, you just gotta get air in your lungs and uh, you sort of smother the middle but not too much and just what, sort of What are the different grips? Oh, I don't. <laughs> this is on, you're ridiculous. You're <laughs> so I do my thumb and index over the like the middle. Um, that's sort of the main way to hold it, I guess. Other people sometimes go in between their like their knuckles, but the claw grip. Yeah, the claw. Yeah, Josh but if you good specialty. Yeah, I know. But Josh, he got it new ink actually. Shout out to Josh and his new tattoo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you go your thumb and index finger and sort of close it off a little bit and you just give it your best shot, you know, you just blow it as hard as you can, like a <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great inside. <laughs> yeah. I hope that helps everyone at yeah, home. Good there. luck, everyone. <laughs> Mate, um, if uh, if there was any aspiring um, TRL referees, uh, mm. sorry, NRL referees, do you think um, refereeing something like TRL would would help you on your, your journey to get into that that big level? Um, oh, it can only be a positive, you know. Although the rules are sort of different, and there's a few different uh, changes to rugby league to TRL, it's it is similar. Um, but I guess it's just any time you can referee, um, it always helps and dealing with different sort of players and abilities uh, can only be a positive and you can take different things or if you see other referees, you might take uh, things away that they do well and uh, put use it in your game. So yeah, it's definitely that crossover that can definitely help. Yeah, no, there is, there is a lot of similarities between the games. Like you said, a lot of differences as well. But um, just getting the whistle in your mouth, really, and, and learning how to police, you know, 10 to 20 people on the field at one time. So mm. I was going to get your opinion quickly there, Ruffy. This would relate to TRL and also the NRL or the games we saw in the international games on TV. The two referees versus one referee. Yeah. What's your opinion there? When you're out in the middle, would you uh, rather have a, a second referee helping you out there? Do you like controlling the ship from the, the middle there? It does relate to TRL. You've got a, a sideline referee where you're helping out, but NRL, yeah. answer that any way you like there. Oh, look, when it first came out, I wasn't a big fan of it. Um, you know, I like the single referee and being in charge, but when you sort of learn how to do the two-ref model, and uh, there are definitely positives. Um, there's a second set of eyes that help you, and... 
Uh, if you're the head referee, then you're in charge still. Um, so I enjoy it. I like the two ref system. I think it works. Obviously, there's a lot of criticism this year over different things, but I think with the way, especially in the NRL, how quick it is and stuff, you you definitely need that assist referee. Yeah. So there's all for it. Mitch, can you ever see TRL getting a second referee on the field? <laughs> I wouldn't mind it, actually. I reckon we trial it up here at... Uh at sunny coast I, I don't know what they're looking for exactly uh, it's not like you've got to watch the play the ball too closely if you've got someone holding the off sideline you've got the sidelines looking for your forward passes and you and I mean what, what are they really looking for what could a second referee do in TRL do you reckon we might try it in Brizzy actually because I don't really want to pay the second ref <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> cutting costs all this ref chat I was coming on here to talk about Love Island <laughs> <laughs> yeah we covered that off pretty quickly here yeah? uh, that's how we got him in we've drawn him in with the love uh, talking about blowing whistles yeah uh, yeah I'll tell you if there's anyone out there that uh, wants to give Ruffy a shot mate he's a good bloke <laughs> <laughs> yeah. if anyone wants to give Ruffy's whistle I wore singlet for a reason you says live stream apparently it's not so yeah. Yeah, no good for any ladies out there the check the reference he's on the facebook live you might have remembered me interviewing him 2017 benny the year yeah yep. sunny coast red, red cliff 18. uh they've thrown 18. 18 18 and uh i said he looks like a lifesaver so he's a big strong strapping young man i'll tie some rough so ladies is he single at the moment <laughs> yeah always oh hey yeah. line up <laughs> we'll see you on the friday night ocean street is that no, your maybe yeah yeah just maybe the local coffee shop and go for a coffee something like that oh <laughs> look off it mate. look at this guy <laughs> so you're gonna make a girl maybe come up from brisbane or somewhere and take her for a coffee no well that's your big plan but see brisbane don't have beaches and stuff so i'll take her for a coffee walk around the beach maybe cardi something nice like that watch the sunset so Skinny, skinny dip. Yeah, skinny. Oh, I thought, yeah, sorry, I thought you were talking about your sister, but not again. <laughs> oh, oh, got him, yes. All right, we'll move in there on what a great topic. We're definitely not cutting that out, by the way. Uh, now, who are our top refs at the moment? If we want to nail in to well, the Sunshine Coast firstly, probably people we know up here, I'll throw out uh, Joshy Biggood. I think he's probably... Uh, one of the top referees here on the Sunshine Coast. I was refereeing with him in the final. Just a very crisp whistle, moves very well. Uh, just makes good decisions out there, and uh, I was very impressed with him. He's probably uh, my vote for just about probably top ref on the coast here. Any shout-outs for you, Benny? Uh, yeah, man, we talk about Joshy all the time. I'll, I'll stop pumping his tyres up. Um, I'll give you a shout. You've been you've been instrumental for us. You, you do nine or ten games a week for us. You you run your ass out out there. You don't don't stop at all. So I'm oh, two dodgy knees. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm waiting for the day you break down. But no, I'll, I'll chuck you up there in that that uh, pool. Then I mean everyone's a really good ref up here. Obviously Ollie Lane, very good referee. Justin, Matty, good enough. Uh, Ian even coming onto the scene there, Mr. Producer. Yeah, uh, producer Ian. He's uh, he's had a few games under his belt now. He's actually going to come down to Morton Bay and ref on on Monday nights as well. So he's loving it. I think he's trying to get into rugby league refing next season. So yeah, well, he's yeah, got the man next to him here. He's shaking his head here. There's not not enough room for us. <laughs> but he's yeah. just getting himself in. Exactly. Uh, now across well the whole of TRL they're talking rep level stuff now who are our best referees in the whole of TRL uh, uh, well you, you always see the, the sort of same blokes out in the middle when, when it's like the Oz Champs or Queensland finals things like that um, Daniel Pigeon has always been up there I think he stepped a little bit away from, from refing but I hope he gets back into it he's, he's awesome in the middle uh, there's also our oh. man Esper 
How do you say his last name? Callum Espresso. 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 Yeah. Espresso for, for only mates. Yeah. I don't know if he likes that or not. Doesn't he? I don't know. I call him that all <laughs> the time. Espresso. me all the time. <laughs> Very um, good referee out of East Brisbane. Good on me, Cal. And, and he's one of the boys that has a really good rapport with him. Like Bruffy was saying, you, you know, you can't get angry at him because he's always you know, Mr. Nice Guy. Always explains his calls all the time. So he's, uh, he's definitely up there for me. Uh, who else, mate? Who have you got? Paulie Hazeman. Very good referee. Um, head of referees, I believe. Yeah, I think so. The official titles there. I don't know whether they're, they're, uh, what he's been throwing around at the moment there. Definitely in there. He was running the referees last time I was down at a, a uh, all the state championships. Oz championships. Hope I'm not getting it wrong down there, down at Beanley. Uh, he's very good. He can, uh, his rapport, I think, is very good unless you get him offside. If he knows he's got a challenge there, he doesn't mind having a bit of a challenge there. I remember back in the day there down at Redcliffe uh, with the World Cup. Uh, him and Kanui going back and forth there. He was uh, he was very good at managing that scenario there. I think he, he gained the respect of all the players there in a really tough scenario that year. But uh, he did very well. And uh, look, there's a few others to, f- to throw around there. Uh, obviously, Tory's been around a whole lot there. Liam uh, down there from West Brisbane was on the sideline there. You would have seen him on the live broadcast. Eddie Wilson, one of the greats. He's, uh, well, he's only refed that one game in the last two years. But yeah, he's <laughs> game. Behind the scenes now. Uh, but there's a whole lot else out there. We're going to throw something up on our socials here. We want to track down something similar to what we'll do for our mortals, but we want to find out who your well, who our best referees are across Australia. And uh, you get your votes in. We'll do something there to show them some recognition. Maybe that will help in getting them the big games, the origins, the the national titles, the you know the big semis, the finals. And and hopefully it'll uh, encourage other referees to you know put their hand up and, and start doing some games at the local level because without refs obviously we don't have a game so uh, it's a good way to show um, how much we respect them and how much we appreciate their time and efforts. Yeah, and before we get off this topic here, uh, I just uh, want to shout out to those players who give you some in the game and then shake your hand afterwards. I'm all too happy to referee those guys and girls. The ones who give it to you after the game, after it's all done and dusted, I just feel sorry for you. I've just got absolutely no time. I'm this close to snapping up after the game. I know your job sucks and your life sucks, but after the game, don't come up and just have a go about, you know, absolutely everything. The game's over and done with. Happy to have a chat, but... Uh, there's just no time for it in TRL, especially people who start getting physical out there or start having to go. It's, I mean, it's, it's TRL, it's social. Yeah. Even when you get to the higher level there, there's just no time for it. Once the whistle's done and dusted, then uh, it's all done. Ruff, you got any stories of any players coming your way, even at NRL level? Or? I was just wondering why you're talking to Ben like that. <laughs> <laughs> Direct message Harry across Harry the park there. Yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> um, no, everyone's pretty good. You know, like you said, there are some players that get heated, but that's just, you know, that's just footy and I'm the same when I play. I get ultra competitive and probably toe the line a little bit, but no, it's all pretty good. Had one of the pommies had a crack at me at the nines um, over the decision, but he was all right because I could understand him, so it was all fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, don't worry about those pommies. Uh, rule chat. Now, this is probably the one where we'll sit here, we'll try not to get too distracted here and talk out for too long, but real chat, what we've all been waiting for, there's been ones, they just flood our socials here. This is what everyone wants to talk about. We'll jump straight in. Mixed, we're looking at a new, I guess a new format here. There was a bit of a support behind it. Obviously, there's seven in a mixed team there, mixed games. There's four guys, three girls. There were whispers there about looking at six aside for mixed. Benny, what do you reckon? How would that work? Yeah, I've actually um, thrown this one around uh, to a few people to see it, just see their thoughts. Uh, I'm all for it. I like it. 
uh, especially at that level. You know, I think that the girls are, are right up there. Um, they can hold their own. So there's no real reason to, to have that many people on the field. Uh, I think it'll open the game up more. You'll see more tries in mix because a lot of the time, you know, your grand finals, you'll see, you know, under under five points scored the whole game. Um, you want to see tries. You want to see, you know, highlight finishes. So I'm uh, I'm all for the six aside. Yeah, yeah I, I just think on that as well, when it's six aside, um, your girls become more important. Um, and when you've got good girls, you it shows. Where if, when it's seven, you can sort of hide a few people and stuff like that and, you know, it gets bogged down. But I think you, you, you see your better girls stand up when it's six aside because there's more liability for them. And I, I think it's a good challenge for those better girls that play in the women's that if it went to six to be able to play in the mix um, and have that uh, sort of more of a challenge, I guess. Yeah. I think you also see uh, with four boys in the field, the girls not touching the ball yeah. a lot. So, they're, you know, doing lots of cutout balls, uh, you know, boys going down for the boys instead of the girls. Uh, and yeah, like Ruff said, it, it uh, makes those girls on the field stand up a bit more and take a bit more of a, a leadership role. Yeah, I'm, I'm really behind it. I think three men, three women on there at the same time will open the game up. As you said, couldn't agree with you more. On the same breath, I think you got to look at the kick try there at, at Reb. Having, I think you got to eliminate the two points for a kick try in mixed because it just takes the girls out of the game. There, I think if you're going to look for... Well, not out of the game, but I mean, if we're going to go this avenue here, I think bloody oath go three on three guys, three girls. Everyone's liable. Everyone's there. Don't have this kick option here, which is the same, uh, I guess, same result as a a girl scoring a try there in mix, which I think should be rewarded at this time. Maybe we might revisit that soon, but two points for a, a girl, a woman's try, and then the kick try. I think that should be one in mixed. What do you think? Uh, I'm happy with the two points, but uh, you know I wouldn't kick up a stink if it went to one. I, I like that rule at the moment, though. Oh, no, yeah. I, <laughs> I played mix one year, and that was about me, so I'll leave that one to you guys. Well, there you go. Let us know what you think, whether uh, you still keep the two points for a kick try, whether you like the three and three. Uh, all this stuff, we're having a chat about it. You guys start to talk about it. doesn't take too much there. Get a bit of a groundswell, and you might see this in the next next rep tournament there do you keep the two points for a kick try uh or do you take it out for mix i'm a big believer of it for uh men's and women's but uh we'll leave that one there box that up something on the socials coming up tango romeo lima by the way if you're looking for us now this next one here scoring off your own kick outside the eight meter line how did this make its way back into our chat again here i'm I'm really against this one benny give us some background on this one here uh i do forget who threw this one out um I bet you it was someone that was fast. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It's, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if I like it. I don't know if I hate it. We'll have to give it, someone give it a go and, and see how your comp goes, I guess. Yeah, it doesn't look good. Look from a, uh, I'm just thinking from a live stream, if you're sitting at home watching the live stream and uh, looking at someone put a kick through for themselves and scoring a try, it doesn't look good. Um, it's not entertaining to me. Might be skillful, but it's one bloke being skillful or one lady being skillful and it's got nothing to do with anyone else on the team. I don't think it's going to add anything. Um, and somehow I think we've discussed this before and uh, somehow it snuck its way on here. Did uh, Maybe shall we put this back on when we're outside uh, the room here? <laughs> I forget who, who said this one. Yeah, I'm probably with you there. You don't want to do those hero plays where one person can beat a whole team. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Keep it, keep it as it is. Yeah, simple enough to... Uh, well, at least find someone off a quick pass or 
I'll yeah. do something there. But uh, we'll leave that one there. If anyone's behind that, uh, Bruffy actually, Bruffy was talking about one earlier. He he doesn't like a little grubber try. He or oh. even even repeat sets. He hates grubbers and having to pick it up and do a drop out. So what what would you? How would you stop that? Just can't kick inside the eight. Simple as that. I just hate it. The one thing that's just, it grinds me. When you have that little play of the ball and the dummy half sometimes just kicks it off the ground or just picks it up, does a little dink in from like a metre out and then you're defending again. When you've defended the whole set and then you just this little kick gets them the ball back. I don't know. I just think it, like that's, oh, I'm not going into it. I'm not, because it just, it just seems like that doesn't, I know it's sort of skillful in a sense where you've got to get it in behind legs and stuff, but to get a whole set of six for a half a metre kick, um, if you make it, you know, inside that eight is really only, you know, for ball playing and you can't score from dummy half, you can't score for kick, I think you'd see last play options and AFL tries, especially in men's, maybe become more of a thing. But you, but you just think you can't yeah. kick. Yeah, but if you swing it out deep and then go for it, you can't. Oh, so you can't kick at a half is what you're saying? No, no, you can't kick within the eight. So then that trick, so if you just rip it back outside the eight, oh, so you run. Hit outside the eight and yeah. put AFL trial. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Well, Maybe. I just think I just think those little, it's just those little things that they put in. And so the one, the one yeah. part of your game that you're not good at, you, you want to get rid of. <laughs> exactly. Uh, that's why I didn't play this year because of those kicks. <laughs> it's not bad. I can hear that many TRL sides that have played about 10, 11 years that are yeah. starting to get slow that are just rolling in their car, going, mate, tell him to be quiet because that is their game plan. It's oh. just grind teams oh. out and put in those little kicks, get repeat sets, oh. grind. Grind, 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 and then jump on it. I was, I was with you, but then I just, oh, I don't know how you, you penalise it. I don't know how you go against it. If you're starting to throw it back behind the eight, then well, you're starting to look at the attacking team not attacking, yeah. and then they're looking to penalise that no as kick, well. No kicks from dummy half inside the eight. There you go, done. Full oh, time. Oh, not okay. You get, better. You get yeah. closer to the mark. Yeah. 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 Well, what about that? Because <laughs> then that stops that anyway. Move we'll on. take that. Let's we'll go. take that. Uh, now this one here, this was thrown out, I believe. Uh, well, this was a sort of a, a Sam Borgett and Paul Hazeman chat there on our socials. The conversion bonus point. Now, I'll run it through you here. So, team scores a try. We're going to get that ball back to halfway. What they're proposing here is a drop kick from the try line. If you land it within a metre of the halfway line, a conversion point. Now, the way it was being written there on, on our socials, it was... I was looking at going, right, well, one point for a try and one point to get this conversion back. I was going, well, firstly, you'd have to change the scoring system. You'd have to reward a try for, what, two, three, four points for a try if you're going to reward a conversion then. Then you're really starting to have a look. How do you... Well, you've got to land it and then it's got to roll within one metre. I don't mind it for, for I guess, idea points for using your, using your noggin. You might be getting somewhere. You're getting creative, but... Well, I don't know. It lost me. I, I I'm not a fan, but uh, I don't mind the creativeness. I think maybe the, the best you'll get here is maybe at like a charity carnival where, you know, it's a bit of fun. You won't ever see it at a rep tournament or even a local level, I wouldn't think. 30s. It's, uh, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's an all right thought. It's a bit of extra, um, you know, that sort of charity stuff where the games don't overly matter. Um, maybe. Maybe a bonus point. Maybe you get one per game. Uh, a power play. <laughs> it's a no for me <laughs> <laughs> alright we'll leave that one there now this last one here I will, we'll quickly touch on it uh, we're hearing some whispers there I think it's coming up uh, coming up north there from down south somewhere around Brisbane there there was uh, some whispers there about uh, some penalties being blown I think it was some errors there on the ref's part but uh, look we thought we'd discuss it anyway getting penalised for trying to score from dummy half or 
were we looking for like off your own kick if you score from dummy half it's not actually I think that's what it was scoring from dummy half it's then a turnover if you're inside yeah. the eight just like it is with a kick scoring off your own kick I don't like it because sometimes you don't know you're within the eight so yeah no this this isn't a rule so whoever has has been calling this um, has obviously has got a rule mixed up a little bit and it does happen it's a similar rule with the um, scoring off your own kick as to in scoring from dummy half reason they're different um, if you if you score off your own kick you know you've kicked it um, you, so you, you know you can't score it if you go from dummy half sometimes you're unsure you haven't heard the ref if the defence from the try line um, you don't know if you're inside the 8 so you know, sometimes you can score from dummy half accidentally that's why it's not a turnover it's just count as a touch so if, uh, if any refs are blowing this just quietly remind them don't, don't blow up because you know they get things wrong every now and then even even the great Tyson Bruff um, but yeah that's the rule so you score from dummy half it's just a touch if you score off your own kick it's a penalty yeah alright we'll leave that one there and because uh, I've got Bruffy in the room here I like banging on about our two favourites here we were just discussing it before the 88 we've discussed this before uh, Bruffy what do you reckon kick inside your 8 out there the 88 yeah, are you look, a fan yeah I, I am I think you know high risk high reward I don't mind it get you out of your end zone if you're struggling if you, you know you've just defended six sets in a row from little dink kicks from Tommy <laughs> and you want to try and get the ball back go for an 88 see what happens yeah no I don't mind it alright kick inside your 8 I roll it outside for a second to be honest what Ruffy cries about kicking anytime I try to kick it that chance yeah Okay. okay, if if anyone did watch the Sloths play this year, you would have noticed I was not playing, and then you would have seen Ben just unnecessarily kicking it for no one. So that's probably why. Results every time. <laughs> yeah, for the other team. <laughs> anyway. The 88, I think everyone's behind it in this room anyway. Kick it inside your eight, roll it out inside their eight, you get the ball back. The other one, we just got to touch again. Dropouts, drop it out over halfway, or drop it out, just rolls out over halfway, your ball back. We like it, Ruffy? Yeah, big fan. I've got a foot on me, so like it. Thumbs up for me as well. Yeah, I think that was Benny or Benny's on there. All right, we'll leave rule chat there. Let us know what you're thinking about. Throw us uh, into our DMs or into our, our socials there. This is Who's Going to Be the Next Immortal or perhaps the next couple of immortals? The Tango Romeo Lima Immortal Battle. He's the greatest player of all time. Alright, that is the sound. You know what time it is. A mortal battle and we've had our second quarterfinals done and dusted here. First one to hit, Cat Topping versus Kayla Maimai. Did I pronounce that correctly? That's right, yep. Kayla Maimai. Uh, Cat Topping has taken that one out. 69% Cat Topping, 31% to Kayla Maimai. That one, bit of a gap there. Uh, we did have a lot of votes rolling in there, but uh, Kat, you've rolled in to the quarterfinals and we'll quickly do who she's going to verse in that semifinal there. If we pull up the table, she's going to be taking on Amanda Issa. So that's going to be a huge battle. That's still a few weeks away. We've got to get through the quarters. Any comments there, boys? Uh, I've been told it's, yeah, Issa, not Issa. I've been calling Amanda Issa. Uh, like pizza? Yeah, I like, I like Issa better. So if you can just change that for me, that'd be great. Is that my, my sister, the youngest one out of them? Mm-hmm. Is she like the 17-year-old, I think? If that's the one that played National 18s for Brisbane Cobras, is that that one, you reckon? Yeah, I think it is, yeah. She is an absolute carver. Yeah. She, was the, she got player of the tournament at the, the National 18s, and I'm a big fan of her. She's going to go a long way with footy. I have a feeling it's the other one. <laughs> well, whichever one I'm talking that one then, unlucky, you lost. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the genes. It's in the genes. You're a good player anyway. Uh, no, well... Uh, Kayla's very good as well. Very yeah. good. Yeah. Great feed. <laughs> we talked about it last week. 
He's liability, old Bruffy over here, yeah. getting us in trouble. Uh, now, so Cat Tubbing's through. Now, the other quarterfinal was Jazzy Buller taking on Reese Jansen, another one, a huge amount of votes. Jazzy had that huge amount of support behind him. He's been around the game for a whole lot. 77% Jazzy Buller, 23% Reese Jansen. Pretty convincing victory there. Jazzy's done well. He's going to be taking on the King of the North next, well, in the semis. That's going to be a few weeks' time. So that will be a huge final there. He's going to need to rally the support, maybe get a campaign manager behind him to take on uh, the King of the North. Any comments here for this one? No, no, no. It was, it was always Jazzy. He, he hit the lead early and, and didn't look back. So uh, congratulations to him. Commiserations to Reese. There we go. Cat topping and Jazzy Buller through. Now for our next quarterfinals here. We have a huge quarterfinal here for the women. It is going to be Amy Milburn versus Gemma Collins. I'll throw to you, Benny, here. Give us some background on these ladies. Um, Gemma Collins, first of all, she's um, a, a gun that was from Rockhampton. Uh, she, she'd been up there for the last few years. She just, just moved down to Melbourne. Uh, I think I spoke about her last year. She's, she was one of the best um, mixed players that I saw uh, at the uh, recent champs. Um, the ones that at Redcliffe I saw her mostly. They, when, I think they won their grand finals, the first first ever Rockhampton grand final win. Um, and she was massive in it. I think I said she scored a try at least, maybe two. Uh, very good feet, great hands, um, and scores a lot of good tries. Um, Amy Milburn, uh, everybody knows her up the up in Brisbane. She's played for about every TRL team there is. She even played for the the Source at one stage. Okay. Um, so I don't, I don't know who, where her loyalty is like at the moment. I think she's um, a Spartan down down south, is she? Could be. I'm pretty sure. In the best way possible, makes her way around uh, Amy Milburn. Yeah. But uh, she used to be, I believe, when the TRL were were getting a few. Uh, what they call them? Were the ambassadors? Uh, they gave a few gigs out there. I think they were given a bit of gear, saying take a few photos on the Instagram. Uh, Amy was uh, was one of the ones they chose there, so she's all over the place. Everyone knows her in TRL, and uh, it's going to be a huge battle. Gemma's an Australian representative, and she played a lot of uh, rep footy. Yeah, yeah, she has. Um, Amy will be hard to beat. She's uh, she's got a, a lot of uh, followers down there. She's very popular um, down there in Brizzy. I'll be waiting. Uh, <laughs> Dawson's on the Amy train. Um, <laughs> Gemma, Gemma's an outsider. She's, she's, you know, she's always been from outside Brizzy. She's been Rocky, now Melbourne, so probably not as well known. But uh, hopefully, uh, it's, it's a tight one as well. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, Ruffy, I see you sitting there. He's loving this battle here. He's really, in, he's. This is the reason he came in, I think. Uh, as I said, single on the coast, Ruffy, NRL referee. Uh, I don't know if either of those girls are, though, so... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Boyfriends, husbands, lock them up. Ruffy's on his way. Who are you backing for this one, Ruffy? Oh, look, I think, uh, you know, it comes down to a little bit of social media backing, and I feel like Amy might pip that one. Yeah, well, there we go. It's going to be a huge final there. Gemma, get them all behind you there. You've got a bit of area to work with there. They're, they're definitely from different regions. So uh, Brisbane and Gemma's got up North Queensland there. Get them all voting. I reckon this could be probably our biggest woman's vote here. I'd throw the guess here. but It might, uh, it might be a good way to get uh, all, the, all the Melbourneites listening to the podcast if she um, gets all her backers down there all of her local teams and, and whatnot. She's down in Melbourne now. Yeah, I imagine that. Do you listen to me ever? <laughs> I'll tell you what. Rocky's out of Melbourne now. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Normally I tune out and then I'm just waiting to say something again. But uh, no, there you go. Gemma v Amy and now to probably the biggest quarterfinal. We did have a huge one. We had uh, Brownie taking on Jimmy Le Boyne first week. This might top it. 
because rivalries are going to come in south v west here. We've got Nate Wood taking on Dwayne Hoon. Chills. Oh, I'll tell you what. We were just speaking last week about the rivalry between these two teams and um, mate, two two uh, mammoth players for, for their uh, regions. Nate Wood, I will mention, probably one of the best hero players around at the moment. He's, uh, he's really stepped up in the last maybe year, year and a half or so. Since I think it was the first World Cup. He... Um, he really took it on for, for PNG there, and, and since then he's blown up. He's, uh, he's playing down there in Moreton Bay as well. He, he actually just lost his grand final, uh, so unlucky there. But uh, mate, he's, he's a great player. And then Dwayne Hoon, uh, the man we, we said you can't um, you can't be around West Brisbane without knowing this bloke. He's he's the king of the little grubber that, that Tyson loves. Um, mm-hmm. He's he's only about two foot tall, and he, he runs between your legs. But mate. This is going to be a massive poll. I don't, I don't know who, which way this is going to go. Yeah, the heart and soul of both. Well, Nate, obviously, heart and soul of South. Dwayne, the heart and soul of West. Uh, look, we don't take any liability for anything that happens here between the two regions here. We're just posting our, our hands are tied here. You guys just vote. We're not... Uh, we're not yeah, I, I don't know if campaign managers are going to come in here. We might blow up Facebook with this one. Uh, Bruffy, you've had a bit to do with... Nate in the past? Yeah, I've played a fair bit of touch. Am I allowed to talk about touch on this podcast or is that like against the rules? <laughs> yeah. I played this other sport with Nate. Tango Roma. <laughs> yeah. Romeo Lima. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. Yeah. Right at Lima. Yeah, played another sport um, uh, against Nate a fair bit and uh, he's a quality uh, quality player and I'm sure in the TRL circles he is as well. So that's probably where my vote would go because, um, yeah, I know Nate and I don't like rubber kicks. <laughs> but don't have a go at me what is it West Brizzy which yeah. one's the yeah West Brizzy I want nothing against West Brizzy I love that area it's a beautiful area <laughs> Sunshine Coast just staying out of everything up here jeez uh, get voting who knows what's going to happen here this will get whoever the winner of these quarterfinals they will go into the semis we've got one more quarterfinal to do after this then we're going to move into semis we're going to find out who our first ever immortal is I think we're discussing that we're going to go one immortal for men, one immortal for women. We might play them off at the end there. But, see how it goes. Uh, see how it goes. Uh, but huge bragging rights on here. We'll leave that immortal battle there and move into our last topic here. We've got to be moving around the regions of all of Australia. We've moved around. Just to recap there, we went. Benny, who's we go? Sunny first. Yeah, of course. Standard. Um, who else have we had? West Brizzy last week. We had... Uh, Rockhampton slash Mackay, and who was, was the other one? We had North Brisbane first. Yeah, North Brisbane. Yeah, yeah. Of I think you've done the coast, yeah. Didn't we? We're just doing all the oh, different podcasts on the coast. Oh, maybe not. So, uh, oh well, we're, we're, we're next week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're heading heading back out of Brisbane, albeit not very far out of Brisbane. But Benny, a region you know very well. Obviously, you'll let you know. But uh, Ben and Shelby taken over this uh, franchise about two seasons ago yeah mate, yeah uh, yeah we just finished our second season last night actually um, we we took over this this franchise um, it's uh, it's just about it's probably the most northern uh, TRL comp in Brisbane that you can get uh, the next one after that is obviously the sunny coast um, mate, they, they've got the best fields in Brisbane down here if, you, if you've ever played down there at a bash of the bay tournaments or you haven't named the region We've said Morton Bay, haven't we? No, nah, you didn't say Morton Bay. You've got to say Morton Bay. You haven't. No one said, no one said the region. No, no. You just started talking about it. You didn't. You've got to say. 
Hey, the region. Morton Bay in focus. Are you wondering why? Has he even set up the website yet? <laughs> this is why teams can't find you. The fields might be good, but they don't know where to drive. Morton Bay in focus. Thank God we brought Ravi here. Morton Bay in focus, by the way. And uh, Benny, take it from there. All where right. are the fields? Thanks, Ravi. Where's Morton Bay? Morton Bay. Morton yes, Island? No. <laughs> so we, we play in Petrie uh, down there at Pine Rivers Bears. Um, so it's just a hop, skip and a jump away from Kedron. So if anyone plays there at Kedron, uh, feel free to pop in and, and see how we go. We've, uh, the, like I said, the fields are the best in Brisbane. They're so lush. They're pretty much ANZ Stadium or, or Suncorp Stadium. Basically, you want to be diving everywhere. Mate, we, yeah, obviously, like I said, we had a grand final night last night. Um, we'll give a few shout-outs to the teams that won it. Uh, fashionably late. They, they've actually been unbeaten in mix since 2017. Uh, so they've... Uh, They've really swept the, the comps down there. Someone hopefully will beat them soon. Uh, I think Shelby and I are actually putting a team in down there this season, Ooh. so hopefully uh, we can maybe shake that up a bit. Ruffy got the call out for that one? <laughs> no, actually, not good enough. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not good enough to kick. <laughs> we kick too much for him. <laughs> uh, mate, a big shout out to Fashion Blade, actually. They're, um, they, I think they've been around since day dot for Morton Bay. They, this was their 40th season. Uh, between men's and mix, so they've had, they've had 40 seasons straight. So well done to them. That one stage they were playing three nights a week when they had the Redcliffe comp as well. Uh, so um, yeah, great team, fashionably late. Mate, other other the winners that were on the night, uh, Misfits took out the Mix B. Uh, the Fossils took out Men's A, another great team that have been around forever. Uh, the Fossils, uh, Boom, a uh, bit of a, a nice story about Boom. They've this is their 14th seasons, their first win ever. Uh, and Will and Fiona, so Will, the, the bloke who runs the, the team, and he's also a referent down there. Uh, he, him and Fiona, his missus, uh, it was actually their anniversary yesterday, and they, they got their first grand final win on their anniversary, so well done to them. Um, and mate, the, the C-grade men's winners were Maulers, and uh, they've had uh, 19 seasons as well, so a massive core of, uh, of great loyal teams down there. Really good to see. I'll give a couple of other shout-outs to really long-standing teams. Uh, Stitched Up have had 34 seasons. They've had about 34 name changes, but they're um, still the same team. Uh, so Stitched Up, Checkmates is another one. They've had 18 seasons down there, and um, Grizzlies was 17 seasons. And there's, there's heaps of others that are you know between 17 and, and maybe 14 um, down there. So a really good core group of, of teams. Yeah, what an outstanding region. I remember when I was down there, I was living in Redcliffe there for a while. Some of these guys just absolutely live and die for TRL. And uh, some of the best referees I hear down in Moreton Bay. I had a whisper around that we had some NRL referees going down there. Is there any truth to that? Yeah, yeah. yeah well, it's not me. Um, <laughs> one of my mates, uh, the guy who actually refereed the Queensland Cup final with me, he's an NRL referee. Brag. He, uh, yeah, humble brag. Um, yeah, he got in contact with me, wanted, wanted to do a bit of refereeing in the off-season, uh, got in contact with Benny, and he's uh, down there for the next four or five weeks. So, yeah, if you're, if you're an NRL referee fan, which I'm sure there's plenty of you listening, get down to Moreton Bay because you'll uh, see Big Liam there. How do, you, how do you tell him? He's probably got... Has he got a, one of the crispest whistles in the game there? Better than your whistle? Yeah, nah, Liam's... Yeah, he's a good bloke. Good whistle. Good family. Good on him. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Wrapped it up. Mate, I, I went down there on Monday. It was his first, first night. I, um, I had my rule book out, ready to teach him everything that I knew. Mate, he was teaching me things. He knew more rules than I did. He was, he was fantastic. And then got on the field. It's like he'd been reffing for 20 years for TRL. So, 
Um, good on Liam, well done. And if anyone else wants to jump on board from the NRL, feel free. <laughs> Hit, us up our, <laughs> Hit us up on our socials here. But uh, that is us done for episode five of what we've been doing here. But the first ever, Tango, Romeo and Lima. T for Tango, R for Romeo, L for Lima. Tyson Ruff, thanks for joining us here in the studio, mate. Really enjoyed having you in here. Yeah, thanks, boys. Uh, enjoyed myself and good fun. Make sure you keep listening to the podcast, Tyson. Yeah, no, for sure. I'll um, listen to it on my commute to uh, work. <laughs> I think you said before. Work. First time listener, first time speaker yeah. <laughs> this week. <laughs> so I'm sure he listened to himself. I reckon this week he was okay. I reckon we'll get hit uh, record numbers this week because he'll listen to it ten times. (laughs) (laughs) But that is us done. Make sure you spread the word. It's Tango Romeo Lima. You just got to find us here on Facebook. We'll be on Spotify. We haven't got any other social channels there, not at the moment anyway. And uh, check out our groovy logo too. We're going to be putting some uh, merchandise in the near future as well. So just spread the word and uh, make us big. And we're coming back next week. Probably, yeah. yeah. Unless you've got a baby. Yeah, I'll tell you what. <laughs> we're we're still no baby. Still no, I just got a text before, actually. Oh. Uh, but uh, Maria's uh, 40 weeks this Sunday. So still no movement. I've been massaging pressure points. She's bouncing on the ball. Uh, I've put her in the pool before. Which ball? <laughs> That's uh, one of those aerobics balls, mate. One of those oh, one of those big blue balls, you know? <laughs> give it give Tyson's whistle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Keeping Tyson well away from her. That's one. I don't want to pregnant again. Oh. All right. Now, let's get out of here here for this week and uh geez we're having too much funny i think see you later loving it see you guys hooroo boy boy